We are Guys in Shorts, a podcast dedicated to sports, entertainment, and pop culture. Emphasis on the sports. This week, I'm happy to announce, back by popular demand, it's the Ben and Jeff Show. There it is. By popular demand, I, of course, mean out of necessity because Vic and Darren flaked on us. Again. Yeah, again. This time, we just decided to meet up and do it anyway. Yeah, exactly. We needed needed to get together. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The show must go on. Ben wants to keep it under 30, so I say we jump right in. I'm Jeff Wilson, and that's Ben Garcia. Hoop-dee-hoo! Oh, yes, indeed. Hoop-dee-hoo to you, sir. Yes. Good to see you, buddy. Good to see you. you. Have a good uh, Thanksgiving? It was wonderful, man. It was like uh, COVID never happened. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it was nice. I got to see a bunch of family members I hadn't seen in a while. It wasn't a, it wasn't a big thing, but yeah. it was enough to just see a family that I hadn't seen yeah. in a while and to we- celebrate with my uh, 100-year-old grandma. So that oh. one was was very special. That is that is important. Yeah. I feel like even the governor would probably have to give you that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably not but he might have he might have frowned upon it, but right. whatever. Ah, good stuff. So, uh not a ton happening in the sports that we love right. this week, but there are some important things. On the last episode, we of course talked about the big Tyson Jones Jr. exhibition fight. Right. <laughs> and uh, we watched it. Yes, we did. Yeah. Ben actually watched it. I caught up and uh, found it on YouTube. So we watched it again just before we recorded. But uh, what did you think? Reaction? Well, so. That's a little bit of a lie. Uh, I did not buy the fight like I had intended to yeah. that that Saturday night. A um, little backstory is that you know when I had you know Directv and and other more reputable television providers, <laughs> they would offer these you know uh, pay per views and you can buy them through them. Well, I have Sling TV now, and generally, like if UFC comes in or whatever, they still offer the pay per views. But apparently, this one wasn't big enough, and so I couldn't buy it through Sling. And I was like, well, where the hell do I buy it? So I started um, looking on, online to see where I can find it. And the only one that I could find was this Triller.com, which is who was hosting it. Okay. But I, at the time, I was like, I, I don't know who they are. And I just, I was like, you know what? Because I can't buy it through somebody that I, that I trust that isn't going to steal my credit card information. I'm like, I'm just not going to buy it. And the tough shit for them. Yeah. Luckily, the next day on Sunday, I was like, man, I wanted to just look up you know, clips or whatever. And I, I happened to come across, you know, it says, you know, full fight. And the one that you and I watched right now isn't, uh, it, it, or it was much better than the one that I had watched on Sunday, but I, I was able to watch the entire fight and it's, it was nostalgic and it was sad and it was exciting. It, there were so many emotions that really? went along with watching. It what, what was sad about it? it, it <sighs> Father time. Yeah, you know, I I remember jo- Jones Jr. and I mean the way he would contort his body to avoid punches, and the way he'd dance around the ring. Just he was he, he was devastating with his power. He he was he was fast. He was a shell of his former self. Yeah. Now with Tyson, I saw a lot more of uh, of old Mike Tyson today than I did of old of old Roy Jones Jr. With Tyson, his game was just, you know, get inside and it was land body punches. And and there was a few times in there, and it was funny because I was watching your reaction watching the fight. There's a few times in there where you start to see Tyson with his head movement. Yeah. And he comes in and he starts attacking the body. And then immediately you see the guy get wrapped up and he goes straight to the head. And it's just so reminiscent of what I used to watch. And, and yeah. that's the part when I'm watching just going, 
this is what I, you know, I, I was going to say, this is what I paid for, but I mean, I got it for free. <laughs> this is what the people who paid the, the pay-per-view, this is what they were looking for. Yeah. And it's sad because you don't get it for the full 12 rounds, three minute rounds. You know, you got it eight rounds, two minutes, and, and you only got to see flashes of it. But yeah. at 54 years old, I mean, that's as good as he can do. Yeah. And uh, it was just nice after 15 years of seeing him in the ring uh, to, to compete again. And, and that part was a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I agree. I I enjoyed it immensely. I was grinning ear to ear yeah. the whole time, and I, I feel like there was a lot of the 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 you know nostalgia. Yeah, you know that kind of. I feel like everything is these days. They bring back Star Wars. They bring back all these things that we remember from our childhood yeah. and, and growing up. And it just it feels good to see Tyson yeah. in the ring. You know, yeah. <laughs> in what's twenty twenty? What is um? I and I can't think of the name of it. Ice Cube's basketball. Uh, uh, group but they big big three big three the yeah. big three it, it was very reminiscent of that you know get to seeing yeah. alan iverson play a couple yeah. of games at his older age you know playing against guys his you know that are age appropriate uh, to be honest with you i'm glad that i was able to see this and see him fight somebody that was age appropriate now yeah if he had decided or was able to get a license to come in and fight somebody that was in their 20s and an up-and-comer, like Tyson would have got – and Jones Jr., I mean, to both of them, they yeah. both would have got their asses kicked. Yeah. Um, I'm a little bit fearful here that because it was probably a financial success and people still have this interest in Mike Tyson – that you know they're going to try to promote a lot more of these types of fights and to be quite honest with you i think there's maybe a couple that i'd like to see all of them would involve involve tyson but you know maybe getting some fringe guys trying to come back and sort of kind of ruin the spirit of this yeah um because this was a exhibition correct match. so th there were some rules that kind of went along with that yeah so i wasn't aware of yeah so essentially they were unable to be sanctioned by the state of california's uh, athletic commission. Um, what they had to do is they, they, in order Thanks, to do California. the fight, yeah. In oh, order to do the rules. fight, they had to, uh, well, they changed it from three minute rounds to two minute rounds. They had to wear 12 ounce gloves instead of 10 ounce gloves. And I think they actually even had to fight to fight the fight without headgear. So, because normally for an exhibition fight, they have, you know, the full headgear. Oh, and yeah. I think they were able, well, obviously they didn't fight with headgear. So they were able to convince the commission that they, you know, were savvy enough to be able to fight without it. Uh, but the the biggest rule to it was if there was any cut at any time, the fight was going to end no matter what, even if mm. it was an accidental headbutt or whatever. And in one of the rounds, actually, uh, the ref had actually stopped the fight for a second and warned both guys because I think there was a headbutt that had occurred. And he said, listen, you guys get cut. This is over. And so it was just sort of a reminder. And then the other thing is that they weren't allowed to knock each other out. This was what was called heavy sparring, okay. um, which actually to me uh, is, is an important thing when you're watching the fight. Because if you watch the fight, it was, it was labeled a draw, but it was based on what they call celebrity judges, right? Because they weren't allowed to have... Uh, actual judges by the athletic state commission uh to, to judge the fight fairly but and, and maybe this is me being a tyson homer i felt like he was in control the whole fight i felt like he was in better shape i felt that he was playing or fighting from the center of the ring and was sort of chasing jones jr around um but i felt that at any given time tyson could have landed punches that would have knocked jones out and and we will never know whether he, you know, sure. if, if he could have or not, was he fighting within the rules 
or you know has he lost enough steps where he just didn't have knockout power because he did throw some power punches in there but none of them really landed to the head most of the heavy punches were to his body yeah. uh so there there's a little bit i think that was left to be desired wanting to see that knockout but yeah. you know they they both stepped into that fight agreeing that they were going to heavy spar and not knock each other out yeah. so uh you know it is what it is yeah we, we got to see a 54 year old mike tyson get back in the ring yeah it was awesome and and he i mean he's still there was shades of it you know yeah. glimpses yeah he'd lost a step but he was in way better shape than jones jr was oh absolutely oh man uh that guy was gassed. It's yeah. funny. It, we're watching the uh, the post uh, fight interview, yeah. And Roy Jones is still puffing <laughs> and puffing. It was. It reminded me of. Have you ever been on like a hike with a group of friends or something, and you get to the top of the peak or or whatever, you know? And there's that that the group that's all pumped and amped to be there and then the, the taking selfies the other yeah <laughs> right yeah exactly exactly and then the other uh half that's like just oh god they're exhausted whatever that was they're tyson yeah. and jones jr yeah. like tyson was like let's do this again i'm excited i feel you know he's pumped he's ready to sign the yeah. the next contract <laughs> Roy Jones is like, uh, I don't know. I yeah. mean, this was, you could tell he well, he was done. You know, and it's evident when you watch, when you, when you watch boxing, when you, when you look at their feet in the last couple of rounds, mm -hmm. the guys that are tired where they're basically standing flat footed and just throwing flat footed punches, they're tired. And that's what Jones Jr. was at the end of that fight. Tyson was still bouncing around his, he was still kind of bobbing up and down. You could tell that he trained to be prepared to fight you know eight rounds and i don't feel like jones jr did the same thing yeah that it, it showed yeah <laughs> for sure yeah so one of my takeaways from well there's actually a couple takeaways the this fight did not feel like a sanctioned fight from the way that they view or they they um recorded you know with the video and then also with snoop dogg in the um in the booth yes that brought another element to it. He's like, this is like two to my uncles fighting at a barbecue, you know? <laughs> right. it, it made it a lot of fun. And and it, it I, I think that they were onto something there. Because, you know, if they tried to sell this as, you know, a competitive fight, I think that you we kind of would have walked away disappointed. But I feel like, sure. you know, the way they were announcing it, it felt like it was different. They were actually uh, videoing the corner where you can actually hear the corner man talking to the fighters. Then you have Snoop Dogg in the background talking and they weren't really focusing in on, you know, I think that, uh, so-and-so won this round. They were yeah. just, they were just talking about, you know, like, it's so nice to see these guys back and, oh boy, look at, look at Jones huffing and puffing, Yeah, you know? And so it kind of made you as a viewer think to yourself, like you are watching an exhibition and this is for fun. This sure. isn't for anything that, you know, I mean, obviously these guys are getting paid, but you know, this isn't for anything other than, you know, two older guys trying to find, you know, what they want to do with their lives. And, you know, I, to, to talk a little bit about Tyson, after, you know, I, you and I just watched the actual fight, we watched a half hour um, ESPN classic on Mike Tyson from beginning to end of his career. And, you know, like for the first 10 years of his, well, for the first five years of his career, he was living with custom auto. Everything was about boxing. It was about becoming the champion and staying champion. And then when he passes away, how that torch gets then passed to, uh, Don King and Mike starts getting into drugs. He marries Robin Givens. You know, he's, he doesn't, f uh, train for his fights. 
And that was sort of the beginning of the end. And they show like the deterioration of his boxing skills. And so I think now that he's in his fifties, I think he's kind of looked back at his career and he's like, you know, I, I screwed up and, and I don't think he'll ever admit it. I think that there was wasted talent there. I think had he stayed, if he had Kobe Bryant's mentality, Oh God! He he would have stayed undefeated probably until his mid to late thirties. Yeah. Until his body deteriorated to the point where he yeah. couldn't do it anymore. I didn't realize when we're watching that in yeah. that Buster Douglas fight. Yeah. They didn't even have a, a cut man. Yeah. Didn't even have the what the metal thing. That- no. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't have any of it. They didn't have a cut man. They didn't have the the proper tooling. Yeah. He, he and didn't he did, plan he, on going longer than a round. He didn't even train for it. That was yeah. that was the thing. He was out signing autographs right before the fight. You know, so there was a lot of wasted talent there. So I think Mike probably looks back. He's lost his money. You know, he's lost a lot of his notoriety because of those really infamous fights towards the end of his career, the bite fight, yeah, all these other things. And, you know, I think that he's turned a corner mentally. And and I truthfully believe that, you know, he had gained this a bunch of weight and he's like, what am I doing with my life? So he goes back to what he knows, which is, you know, I'm just going to dedicate myself to boxing. So I think what you're seeing with Mike, especially when you look at his body and his, and his, uh, his, physical training for this fight i feel like he's he's given himself back 100 percent to boxing and i think he'll do this for the next couple of years i i truthfully believe that the next fight you're going to see it and it's going to be evander holyfield really yeah so and and i'll be honest i have this morbid curiosity you know yeah what what would happen and tyson actually admitted it in the interview that we just watched he said that you know he had he'd won a bunch of fights he'd he'd got two of the three belts back and that he fought Holyfield the, you know, the first time to unify and become the undisputed heavyweight champion again, which we all know he lost. But he mentioned in that, he says, yeah, I, was, I, I felt like I was in my 20s and I didn't even train for that fight. And I don't know if maybe it's making an excuse now where you know, it gives him sort of an out. But you know, that was the type of guy Mike was. You know, he, he just figured, hey, I've got two belts. This guy's going to lay over. And Evander didn't do that. So, yeah. you know, Evander now, he's in his mid fifties and, and I'll tell you when Evander retired, he was punch drunk. I don't know if he'll even be able to allowed to get even an exhibition, uh, about sanctioned, but really? if he does, I think Tyson would eat him up this time because Tyson looked what? mean. Let me ask you this because I mean, you said if, if it was, if he was going up against a 20 year old, you know, there's no way Tyson correct wins the fight. Right. So this is, it's not good boxing. This is, as you would expect, 50-plus-year-old guys right. boxing. Why Why the interest in it? Yeah, well, a couple of things. Back, back in the 80s, the, the best boxers fought the best boxers, and they, and they tried to do it in their prime. Like you had Oscar De La Hoya fighting you know, uh, Trinidad, right? Those, those were you know, unde- undefeated guys fighting at the same time. You had Tyson... You had Spinks. They were both undefeated at the time when they fought. You know, they would actually match those guys up. And I think that over over time, there's a couple things that have happened in boxing in particular. And I th- and I think that this is why a lot of people have moved away from it and gone to the UFC. Is not a lot of fighters fight toe to toe anymore. And so all these old guys, that's how they used to fight. They used to stand in front of each other and they used to just throw blows. Mm-hmm. Most most new boxers, you know, it's it's about the money, right? It's about the the sport of it. So they go, they 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 they're Sugar Ray Leonard. They throw a few punches and they back up and then they dance around the ring. The other thing that they don't do nowadays is they don't match up boxers in their prime. 
if they've got a guy that they think can win the heavyweight championship, they're not going to fight contenders. They're going to fight a bunch of old guys with names, knock them out, and you know, and then try to avoid the guys that they could potentially lose to. So I think that for guys like us, who just want to see two guys get into a ring and not give a shit, they're just going to fight. I think that's the interest. Yeah, you know, and I also think that just because I think that Mike Tyson. People, they gravitated to him because he was just so different. You know, he was this animal in the ring. And, you know, when he was on his meds, he's he's such a soft and sweet guy, you know? Yeah. You just never know what you're going to get. So I, I think because of that, I think people are willing to tune in. Is he going to yeah. bite somebody's ear off or is he going to knock him out and then go and give him a hug? Like. Yeah. We just want to be there don't know. first to see what happens. I, I feel like I feel like that's a big part of it is the, the personality yeah. that you wanted. Like you are a fan of Mike Tyson, and, yeah. and a lot of people are. And it's like uh, you know any TV show that went well past its prime. You know, yeah. like like The Office or or yeah. I'm trying to think. You Saved watch by the so bell. much. Saved by the Bell or, or uh, Two and a Half Men. Two and was, half didn't men. that get terrible? But yeah. you like stick with it because you know you you're invested in this character. Yeah. you know you you and enjoy every, and every what do they reboot right? Yeah, it, yeah. And, and and right now this is like Mike has been watching TV because everything is a reboot now. Everything. Roseanne comes back. They had yeah. you know what's the 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 two gay guys that lasted a season? Uh, Will and Grace. Oh yeah, yeah. You know. Uh, all of these different shows have come back at Murphy Brown and some of them have lasted other yeah. ones haven't yeah but you know you find who you you find that niche who was interested in you when you were at your peak and you try to get them back yeah and and with Mike I, th I think what he showed me and this is why I would I would buy the next fight is he came in in shape that shows to me that he cared and that he wanted to win. And, and, you know, that's all I want to see in the, in the post interview, like you could tell, I mean, he had a pat, he has a passion for boxing. You he know, does. it's, it's what he was born to do is yeah. what he was meant to do. He's not boxing at the level he was, but you could tell he genuinely enjoyed it. He yes. had fun. You know, it's, it's not his prime, but you know what, if this is what yeah. you get, I'm sure, I'm sure he got a nice payday for it. So yeah. I think he know, made a million dollars. Well, good for him. Yeah. Right. Could you imagine? <laughs> yeah. The, 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 my other takeaway from his from his post game interview is how insecure he is. He he needs to be validated. You know, like there was there was a point where they were at, they asked uh, 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 Gray, uh, what's his first name anyway, Jim Gray. Jim Gray asks Roy Jones. He says, "Hey, you know, did you feel like you were going to get your head taken off out there? You know, when you signed up for the fight." And Tyson didn't even allow him to answer. And he's like, why don't you ask me that question? I haven't yeah. fought in 15 years. Yeah. You know, looking for that validation. And so Jim turns to him and he says, you know, nobody's worried about Goliath getting knocked out, you yeah. know? Yeah. And he's like, I'm not Goliath. I'm, I've, I haven't been in the ring for 15 years. <laughs> you know, I want people to think about me. And I'm thinking to myself. It's like, like Mike Tyson is in the room. Right. I love it. I'm, I'm thinking to myself. I'm like, come on, Mike. Look at this guy and look at you. No one's worried that you're yeah. going to get your ass kicked in yeah. this fight, you know? But I think that, you know, he's just so insecure. He wants people to, he wants people to like him. Yeah. And so he knows that if he fights well and he brings, uh, you know, he, he brings the fight, he's interesting to watch, yeah. that he'll continue to get that validation. And I think ultimately that's what's driving him. Yeah. Well, I, I, uh, I hope he keeps doing these exhibition matches. It, it seems like a fun thing and, yeah. and wish him all the best the uh going back to watching the the older fights yeah because 
I thought, you know what? After watching that, let's let's get a a reference point on uh, his prime. And so we watched a couple like top ten Tyson knockouts yeah. and a little documentary and stuff. He moved so insanely fast. And yeah. and what I was thinking is, you know how in like, well, you don't know because you don't watch them, but like in comic book movies nowadays, they do what's called bullet speed, where they like if it's you know, the Flash or Superman who mm-hmm. moves really fast. Mm-hmm. They slow everything else down. They do it in slow motion so that, but Superman or the Flash is moving at normal Regular speed. speed. Yeah, That's what those Tyson fights look Seriously. like when they put it in slow motion. Yeah, When it's in slow motion, the guy is literally, and you even pointed it out, he hit him three times on the way down. Like the guy is <laughs> power like punches. falling in slow motion to the ground and Tyson is just knocking him out yeah. in like real time. Yeah, the ref can't, it's not even, the, the ref has no ability to jump in and get in the way. He, yeah. he hits him with the left hook, which is what he was known for. And as the guy starts to fall, he hits with the right. And as he continues to fall, then he hits him down with the left as he's falling to the ground. And these were all power punches and they all landed. And you're thinking to yourself, you know, how the hell are you able to, to have that yeah. kind of hand speed? Yeah. And and power at the same time. Unbelievable. It's yeah. unbelievable. A couple of those knockouts, like it's literally like a cartoon where like Bugs Bunny gets hit by an anvil and flies like 10 feet back. Like that's what it looked like when he hit some of these guys. Yeah. And so using that as perspective, when you watch this last fight, that's gone. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and, for but, sure. But you can't expect that from somebody... You know, 15 years removed from his last fight, 20 years removed from his last relevant fight, and, you know, 30 years removed from his prime. Yeah. You know, like, you, you just, you can't expect that. But again, I got enough of those nostalgic feelings with the head movement. Like, the things that are unique to Mike Tyson. Yeah. I got that in this fight, and that was the part that was a lot of fun to watch. Well, good. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad it wasn't a disappointment, because yeah. I was nervous. The only disappointment that I had was that it ended in a draw. Yeah, which I I feel like I don't know what that was. I, I don't think Tyson. it was a draw. I, I felt like Tyson carried him yeah. in I that agree. fight. I agree. Yeah. Uh, Roy Jones landed a, a few punches. Yeah, but, he, uh, he did, but none of them that landed were power punches. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, good stuff. Glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. Can't wait for the next one. And, hopefully uh, the next get one. Your take on that. Hopefully the next one's big enough for Sling TV to actually um, offer it on pay-per-view. Or I'm coming uh, here because you have DirecTV. Oh, there we go. All right. We'll do it. We'll make an event of it. You're not social distancing, so we can... Uh, <laughs> You're no not supposed problem. to tell everyone. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We are a safe six feet away, everyone. Technically, just, that's true. Just so you know. Yeah. yeah. So I should take a picture and post it on Twitter. It's all good. Yeah. No, for sure. Proof. Um, we should talk about uh, your favorite topic... Uh, this uh, this checks a few boxes in Ben's favorite oh, topics. Here we go. Uh, the Lakers. Oh, okay. That's a favorite. Yes. Right. Um, and overplaying uh, athletes past their prime. Oh God. <laughs> Where so, are we going? With uh, this? Lakers extend LeBron's contract two years, eighty-five million dollars. They had to do an it. Extension. Well, first of all, I, I didn't know that. I can understand why they had to do it. Because I bet you Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis is, is is a free agent this year, and they haven't, even though it's they've had the ability to sign him, and the, everyone knows that he's not going anywhere, and everyone knows that he's signing a max deal, it now makes sense to me. 
why he's been holding out. He probably said, before I sign, I want to make sure LeBron's going to be here for the long term. Ah, uh, okay. So, so, so that makes sense. However, we've talked about LeBron and that cliff <laughs> that he's rapidly approaching, but nobody know, actually knows when he's going to get there. Yeah. Um, that, that's going to hurt the Lakers in a couple of years. Not because of LeBron's play. I think there's a big difference between LeBron and Kobe. I would have loved if Kobe, at about 33 or 34 years old, had made the decision to say, I'm not going to be the guy that's going to lead this team, but I'm going to be Ray Allen. I'm going to be that guy, that third best guy on the team that can still spot up and shoot a three-pointer that at any given time you know, can break somebody off the dribble and score. But Can you see Kobe being that guy? No, but Kobe could have extended his career longer. He could have taken less money. He could have. And I think but can you they, see him doing that? <laughs> no, but I, I still think I, the Mamba. I think LeBron can. And so when I think about LeBron James and, and him being a Swiss Army knife, like mm-hmm. he can rebound, he can defend. Um, you know, at any given point, he can shoot a three pointer. I think as his athleticism continues to diminish, I think that he still has value. He can post players up. He can still shoot the three when he's open. Um, so. Is that going to be worth thirty or forty million a season for that extension? The answer to that is no. And where it hurts the Lakers is they may not be able to bring in additional talent if you know they have an exodus of guys trying to get paid. Well, but, but if, for now it's okay. But if uh, AD signing was contingent on you have to LeBron do being part of the team, you have to do it. Wouldn't you? Then you have to do it. And wouldn't you say then if? It costs $85 million to to get LeBron so that we can get AD. It's not the money. It's the cap space. It's the same argument that I would make with the Rams. And it's so, but then, so would you rather not sign LeBron and not get AD Mm-mm. and have the cap space? No. That's why I'm saying you have to do it. Yeah. So I don't disagree that it wasn't the right move. <laughs> I feel that like you're pulling a hammer here and no, talking out of both no, no, sides no, no, of your mouth. I'm not. Are you happy or not? So that, here's the difference. That we I hated LeBron. the Kobe the the, the right. Kobe contract. Yeah. And I hated the Kobe contract because Kobe had no um what's the word I'm looking for? Uh it, 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 I just refer to it as hand. He had he had no uh he wasn't holding anything over the Lakers, yeah. right? The Lakers could have offered him less and nobody else nobody else Ooh. was going to offer him what the Lakers were going to offer. The Lakers bid against themselves, right? The Lakers probably could have said, you know what, Kobe, where you're at in your career, coming off of two major injuries, you haven't really been on the court for almost a year, we can pay you $12 million a season. And I don't think anybody else in the, in the NBA would have matched that deal. Or $15 million, or somewhere in around that, that number. Yeah. The fact that he signed like thirty-five million a season or something like that—it was—and and we've talked about it. You know, it was the Lakers telling the rest of the league, "Hey, we take care of our guys, right?" Yeah. And ultimately, if that's what got LeBron James, then maybe it wasn't such a bad deal. But with LeBron, with the the relationship that he's developed with Anthony Davis, I do think that you know leverage. The leverage was the word I was looking for. You know, now Anthony Davis is the one that's got leverage. The Lakers need Anthony Davis. They invested sure. half of their roster last year in a trade to get him, win a championship with him, and then could you imagine Lakers fans rebelling against the Laker organization if they don't re-sign him? Yeah. So, I mean, Anthony Davis has all of the leverage in this in this relationship right now. And if that relationship that he's developed with LeBron James, which 
you know, according to news reports and, and everything they're, they're saying on social media, they're tight. You know, why yeah. not get your guy paid? You yeah. know, they're both, they're both rich Paul guys, which are LeBron's, you know, agent people. It, it, it all makes sense. Right. And, and like I said, I think that the team that they've put together for next year is going to be talent wise better than the team that they had this year. They kept Jared Dudley, who is, you know, apparently like another coach and a huge locker room guy. LeBron James was happy to have him. I think the Lakers run the table this year and win the championship again. And and I and I think if they can keep these pieces, this is a two or three year thing. I mean, this is like the Golden State Warriors, right? It's like a five year window. Yeah. That's the other difference between this and the Kobe contract is the Lakers were, we're nowhere on the near Correct. A, a championship. And yeah. we're coming off a championship. If we can keep this team together, yeah. it's worth every penny. Yeah. And if and if there's anything that I've learned, it's that um, you know, I learned this with Mookie Betts, right? Mookie is the first guy I've ever said he was worth the money. You know, and, and I feel like, a, and a, to change the subject just a, a tad. I feel like you're Tyson. You've grown. I have. You're more mature. You're not biting people's ears I off. look at the Raiders, yeah. right? The same way that I, I kind of looked at the Dodgers for the last, you know, four or five years. And mm-hmm. it's that they've got a lot of talent. And they can put it together and beat any given team on any given night. But they can't do it consistently enough to get through those playoffs, right? Mookie shows up, and all of a sudden, it's like we're down 3-1 to the Braves. It's like, okay, this is Mookie time. And he was good enough to get us to that next level, right? LeBron comes over, right? Now, mind you, doesn't have a whole lot of talent around him. Makes the finals, you know, eight out of eight years, and then or seven out of seven years, comes to the Lakers, don't even make the playoffs. You get Anthony Davis, and all of a sudden, it's that one guy that gets you over to over the top of that mountain. Yeah. And so to me, it's like, if you can pay the right guy, then it's worth it. And yeah. in this case, if you can pay the right guy, Contavious Caldwell Pope and LeBron James, all rich Paul guys to get you another two championships. Fuck it. It's worth it. Do it. Yeah. Do it. Uh, you mentioned the Raiders and how any given Sunday they can beat any team. You, uh, I'm assuming, uh, TiVoed the uh, Raiders Falcons game and haven't watched it yet, so I won't spoil that. For you, <laughs> no, I know how it you ends. might want to rebut what you uh, just said. <laughs> well, no, no, but I think that it's a perfect example, right? So the the Raiders beat the Chiefs earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs' only loss up to this point is against the Raiders in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And now the Raiders, and this was two weeks ago, the Raiders come in. I'm sorry, the, the Chiefs go to Las Vegas, and I'll tell you what, I watched that game. The Raiders look like every bit of Super Bowl contenders in that game. They With with a minute and a half left, Derek Carr drives down the field, scores a go-ahead touchdown, except he left a minute and a half on the, on the uh, uh, clock, and, and Patrick, Patrick yeah. Mahomes comes back and scores a touchdown, and thing. the Raiders lose the game. But they were in the game. And it was, it was a hotly contested fight throughout the game. And so here's the difference. With that one guy that, you know, that Mookie bets on the Raiders, they don't take a shit on the field the next week against Atlanta and lose 43-6. to six. And, and that's, that's what they're missing, right? Yeah. Like the Lakers could go out, if you remember, even those shitty years with Kobe Bryant, they'd go out and beat the Golden State Warriors. And then they'd go out the next game and they'd lose to the Atlanta Falcons or to the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah. You know, and it's, you just didn't have that consistency. And so I feel like when you have that guy in the locker room that doesn't let you take that day off, that gets you to the next level. And so I feel like the Raiders have got the talent to compete with anybody, but they can't do it five straight weeks to get into the playoffs and then make any noise. 
Yep. Well, not this season. They can't. Nope. Ben, I'm sorry to say we're over 30 minutes. What are we, like 37 minutes? No, no. We're only at like 32 minutes. Oh, all right. Yeah. That's good not times bad. right there. Not yeah. bad. Do you want to keep talking or should we call it? No, call it. I feel like we're we're right there. We, <laughs> I got nothing else to talk about. Yeah, well, I should give everybody an update just because I know everybody uh, scoring at home wants to know how Darren Bass's uh, fantasy football <laughs> team is doing. <laughs> I'll tell you what. he's not here. I was going to say the one person who doesn't want to hear it is Darren. <laughs> is he still in 12th? He did. No, he was in 11th place going into this uh, last weekend. And uh, he did win. He beat in a Gallo Bowl preview uh, <laughs> the 11th place team. So he was, no, he was 12th place. Okay. He beat the 11th place team. Unfortunately, uh, by uh, my Gar High School math calculations, um, he uh, will still be only in 11th place. He'll only move one spot up because everybody else won. So <laughs> he's he's still in Gallo Bowl contention. But... Uh, yeah, his his team is uh, not great. Um, is, is he started he... Cam Newton at quarterback, okay, uh, who scored him three point nine six points. <laughs> <laughs> has has he? Because you know, like when you get to that point in the season, you just give up and you don't even set your roster. Is he still trying and on waiver wire and all that? Like, do you see him still putting in the effort? I or has he just I tuned out? I think he's not paying a ton of attention because if you remember in the last episode, he was. Or maybe, I don't know if we talked about it on the show, but he was upset because I had picked up Ben Roethlisberger off waivers because yes, I, I needed him for that my was bye off week. The air. That was off the air. Yeah. yeah. And I dropped Ben Roethlisberger because I don't need him on my because my bye week's passed. And the uh, Pittsburgh-Baltimore game got pushed to Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Roethlisberger, he could have picked him up. Not on waivers or anything. Like he could have picked him up. He was yeah. available. Okay. Um, and it's funny because I thought about that after I'd dropped him, and I was like, I hope somebody else picks him up. And uh, sure enough, <laughs> somebody else swooped in. Uh, actually, Jason swooped oh. in and picked him up. That's so, what makes Jason special. Is that even when he's in twelfth place, he's still putting in the effort. He's still putting in the effort. Well, <laughs> when you've lost as many times as Jason has. <laughs> You, you gotta be on top of your game. Uh, we love you, Jason. Yeah, we love you, Jason. Besa, we are rooting for your demise. Just kidding. We love you too. That's why we're rooting for your demise. It's out of love. Yeah, that's true. Good stuff. But he did. Uh, he did win, and uh, yeah. So just thought I'd let everybody know because uh, that's you know our our close of the show. All right, that's it. Good, good, quick, nice to the point couple topics and uh we don't need those fuckers yeah get out of here just kidding Vic, darren we'll we'll see you next week um yeah that's it for us we're out of here let me find my notes we are guys in shorts follow us on twitter at guys in shorts pod on instagram at the same one 562-450-3356 if you'd like to leave a voicemail for us 562-450-3356 if you like the show give us a review uh, five stars is preferred, of course. You can also subscribe and uh, spread the word. Share the show with all your friends. Um, we're we're trying to do every week, although that isn't uh, I was necessarily say, happening. We, we but... should we should just sign off by saying, hey, "We'll see you when we see you." We'll, we'll see you when we see. You. Uh, I like that. I like that. We'll see you when we see you. For Ben Garcia, I'm Jeff Wilson. We'll see you when we see you.